welcome to this new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maramber Homa, and I welcome you to listen to this podcast about narcissism in general, toxic relationships, and ways to deal with them and to save ourselves, but most importantly, seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse. I hope you enjoy and find this episode and the upcoming ones enjoyable and insightful in any way shape or form and i thank you very much for listening now let's get started if you haven't heard about anger it's the easiest way to make your podcast let me tell you why first of all it's free you pay no fee whatsoever it's absolutely totally free There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And most of all, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Well, the most important thing is that you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Well, what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. What are you waiting for? Go ahead and subscribe and make your own podcast. It's free. Welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And I know it's been a while since I last recorded, and there's been a lot going on, uh, emotionally speaking, mentally speaking, coronavirus, uh, quarantine speaking, financially speaking, I mean, it's not just one thing, um... It's been a hard time, I have to say. Like, I have to be honest, really. And I haven't really thought about a topic to talk about. And out of boredom, of course, there's PlayStation, and you play games, and you just want to make the time pass because you're so frustrated with a lot of stuff, and you're bored, and you're hoping for so much to happen but at the same time you can't do as much because of the confinement and because of the you know like uh, quarantine terms and um the fact that the whole situation is really really frustrating and just so limiting uh I honestly have to say I did a few times hit rock bottom and I mean emotionally but just sometimes you really think maybe death will be a much more sort of like um, a less painful thing than having to hope for change or for 
people to actually listen to you and care about you and your dreams and want to help you out. Um, it's, uh, abrupt, shocking for sure, but I think it would be a relief at least, maybe. Whenever death comes, it will. I mean, we can't ever deny death. That our lives are limited and we're not immortal. There comes a time when everything has to stop. And young, young adult or adult or elderly, death is always waiting behind the door when it's time it'll come now I know this beginning is gonna be terrible and shocking and just out of the blue but I have to let this out because I can't and I will not delete this part because I usually edit and cut out a lot of parts extra things I say but I'm not gonna uh, edit this audio file hopefully as much I'm gonna leave it as raw as possible because I want to be as genuine and as authentic as I can of course thinking about death and suicide and all that doesn't really deny the fact that we still have a second chance we're still able to live despite the pain and despite the helplessness and hopelessness and despite it all every breath we take is another chance is a is a a practical way of embracing life and to seize every single opportunity possible before everything is too late. I'm getting a little bit too philosophical here, but bear with me. Um, this is what I have been going through, and it's a lot. This is just a part of what's been going on in my mind. Besides the fact that I try to watch some series, try to watch some movies, play some games, you know, just do whatever to distract myself and to let the time pass. At home. And it's really depressing to... To have to deal with stuff on your own. To have to fight for your right with your last breath and you're still not heard. So let me, let me, uh, there, there's a lot that happened actually lately. I don't know what to, where to start with. 
Okay, so, um, I broke up with a dickhead. We didn't even have a relationship. I don't really even want to call it a relationship. It's not even close to a relationship. I ended, ended it with this guy who spent about half a year i'm not gonna mention any names and i'm not gonna be precise about the story but i'll change a few details you know so he spent almost half a year not contacting me um quote-unquote avoiding me because i because it came, my birthday came, and he was being an asshole. He slept late, and he didn't want to be woken. And I just, I was, uh, like, trying to make him guess what day it is, and I was having fun, you know, just joking around. I didn't even, like, I don't think I annoyed or like offended him in any way but he was asleep and he didn't want to be woken and it just so happens at the time when i was trying to talk about it you know just joke about my birthday and what he's gonna do what we're gonna do and everything completely lashed out on me and completely just cursed me just flat out insulted me on the phone and I couldn't take it anymore because before that already he would do every single thing that a narcissist will do in their abusive cycle so there's the hoovering before that we, it's been actually a while since we haven't talked so already there's hoovering and then when i got back with him there's the love bombing and the apologies and the sweet talking and the compliments and oh let me not mention the idealization that the guy that this guy had to give me for whatever reason, the idealization phase, it was just like, he just made me want to feel like it's a, I, I hate, I hate using that phrase. He made it sound like we're living a dream, you know, uh, it's perfect, it's absolutely perfect, and I'm a goddess, and he's a god, and like, um, flawless there's nothing wrong everything is perfect the timing is perfect the place is perfect everything is just so <laughs> and at the back of my head i was like wait a minute isn't this a red sign like do i really have to believe this guy right here like the idealization phase it's right here like it's in plain sight it's in front of me so 
my intuition was basically warning me of that, and I did not ignore it this time. And I kept a little bit going with him. I kept seeing the longer I stayed with him, the more obvious those red signs became. So after moving from the idealization phase, once you make the slightest mistake, or when you don't call, or when you leave a scene and you don't text back, or like when you spend time with your close ones and you don't reply as fast, and you don't spend much time with him or her, um, he would just go crazy. He would throw a tantrum, and I felt like every time he did it, I felt like I was treating a child. Like, I was dealing with a fucking emotionally toddler-like person. Not even a child. Like, he's so needy. And when he flipped the coin, and when he, like, showed his ugly side, whenever I made a mistake, I was no longer perfect. I was no longer that goddess that he mentioned. I was this despicable disgrace that he now has to endure. And I was this thing that made him feel like a piece of shit, like a total piece of trash. And he kept telling me that and he kept, like, he just kept venting and venting. And I just, I don't know, like, again, my intuition was warning me about this. And another clear shining red sign was, uh, you know, like, so brilliant and so bright. Like, I can't ignore it this time. This is strong. This is pretty potent and it's real. Like, it's clear as crystal. And, um... Again, I did not deny it. I did not ignore it. I believed in it. This time, I saw the devaluation phase manifesting itself in front of me. Because I did this stupid wrong thing. What he would do next is... Literally feels like someone who has this endless amount of rage this endless amount of anger, this really, really, like, someone who's just a, like, an inner psychopath waiting to uh, be unleashed. Like, this super hulk waiting to come out so angry, so vicious, so bitter, so, um, just angry, just, just real deep, uh, like, anger and rage and frustration. And this whole energy, with this whole vibe was just there. And I just felt extremely, extremely uncomfortable. And at that time, I wanted to leave as soon as possible. Like, I couldn't take it. And this happened already three times. And every single time, it's the same thing. The... 
love bombing phase, the idealization phase, and then the devaluation once you quote-unquote cross the line, and then the discard. Well, I'm gonna have to say the discard actually is what I do, and not what the narcissist, this asshole, dickhead guy, narcissist would do. I end up trying to go no contact with this guy. And I try, I do, like I close all sorts of communication between us. Last time I did it though, I forgot to block him on WhatsApp. And that was a stupid move of me. I guess I forgot. But um, I did actually, I did forget to block him on WhatsApp. So he spent, I'm pretty much sure that he already knew that I didn't block him on WhatsApp. Because it wouldn't take him half a year almost to find out finally that I didn't block him on WhatsApp. How stupid of him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he already knew about me not blocking him on WhatsApp and somehow forgetting about it. But he... Like, I'm, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming, and I'm kind of feeling it. I'm feeling like he knew it, but he just pretended that he didn't know, and left it off, delayed until it was time when he hoovered me back. And it was, and when it was time for me to, you know, uh, get back to him when he is, gonna try to win me back and it did happen and he was successful about it and let me tell you something right after the discard phase um the going no contact i guess it's it feels so calculated and it feels so measured precisely like, he would choose these specific dates and specific events. Even religious events where, like, things like, I don't know, Christmas, Ramadan, whatever, you know. He chose New Year's Eve. Yeah, so he chose specific events and dates where he would do this. It's, and I made this conclusion, it's so calculated and it's so powerful the way he does this like his plan was strategic and he had enough time more than enough time actually to plan what he had to say to like read the conversation a thousand times uh to always make sure that he's right and to always make sure that i was the one wrong it was my it was it was always my fault it was always my fault like even when his anger rage bitterness insults like humiliation critical comments the idealization phase the endless comments of perfection and flawlessness and all of that like that's so overwhelming and annoying to me he it's like he put me on a pedestal and I was no longer a human and I had to accept that fact when actually I'm not. I'm only a human being. I'm flesh and bone and blood and mind, body and soul and 
I make mistakes and I'm not holy. Like, I'm just a human fucking being. So, right after the fight, I guess you can put it, he would also, during, during the devaluation phase, he would use anything I tell him, any single word that gets out of my mouth, even if I record the audio when I was, when we were texting, or every single word I type, basically he would use ev- any, any word he finds quote-unquote inappropriate to him against me. And then it would never be his fault because it's never his responsibility. So now it's my responsibility and I have to take the fault. So the fault is mine for saying that thing, which, which, I mean, something as ridiculous as I'm not in the mood or like if, if maybe we, we could stop talking for a little bit, if we could take a break and then maybe we'll talk again, maybe we will find a solution, and maybe we can, you know, talk it out peacefully, and during that time, I was looking for peaceful solutions, and then what he would do is he would use those against me, and then he would blame it on me, and then tell me that I am the person who should be responsible for the whole thing, and... I'm I'm trying to remember because of how huge and ugly the mind fuckery I had to deal with him was. Another example that I try I'm trying to remember right now is uh he would use every single word against me, yes. And he would also Oh, when I was apologizing like clearly when i was admitting that the mistake was mine when it wasn't clearly it was just something maybe like really stupid thing that i said or like uh, an unnecessary remark that i made or just anything that came out of my mouth basically he would again throw that tantrum on me and then when i was trying to apologize he never made it clear. He was passing it along in terms of like, yeah, yeah, fine, like, fine, 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 fine. You know, when someone comes to you and says, like, when you're trying to apologize, and what he says is like, fine. That's how he said it. That's how it sounded like. Because it was tight. And I didn't understand, like, at the, at the point, at, at that point, I didn't understand if he actually was, like, uh, playing me, or if he was serious, or if he was, uh, cruel, didn't accept my apology, or if he even did, I was completely lost and mind fucked already, so. My brain is already fried. And I just couldn't concentrate anymore. I was, completely gaslit and just absolutely confused. I didn't know what the fuck's going on. So when I was apologizing, he was like, fine, you know, like, okay. 
And then I cried because I just couldn't handle it anymore and I couldn't hold my tears. So I cried and then I sent him a voice message telling him, stop doing this to me. Like, stop idealizing me and making me feel like I'm a perfect, flawless goddess when you know that I'm only a human being and I'm only flesh and blood. He said, you are a goddess. Sue me. <laughs> really? 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 And then I told him once again, like, I told him, I don't want to sue you, but I'm only flesh and blood. He didn't even, he didn't even care at that point. He was like, fine, yeah, fine, whatever. And, and then he was like, oh, I didn't, uh, I, I'm not hateful at all. I'm not mad at all. I don't want, I don't have rage at all. I'm, uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to show you how much I love you and I love my woman. I was like, seriously? Are you sure about that? You know, like, are you sure? And obviously I just told him, like, it didn't seem like that. It didn't seem at all. You made, you didn't make it clear that you accepted my apology. Oh, he actually told me in that, in those texts that he accepted my apology. And I told him, it didn't seem like that. Like, it didn't seem like you were accepting my apology. Anyway, all he kept saying was, fine, fine. How could I possibly understand? How could you possibly expect me to understand that you were accepting my apology at the time? So I was really, really blown by the way he thought and by the way he made me feel. I hate that expression. <laughs> by the way, I felt because of what he told me, because of what he texted me and all that. So basically, I couldn't handle it anymore. I couldn't handle his shit because I knew, you know, like once the mood was back and once... And by the way... It's only okay for like the mood and the atmosphere to be okay when it's only up to him. It didn't matter how I felt. It was only up to him whether he was pissed by a stupid word that I said. It would be a storm. And then once he decides to come back to normal... Then it's back to normal again. It didn't matter how I felt. It didn't matter if I apologized or not. Like, I didn't understand shit. And I was completely confused. And I had this feeling that maybe the reality that I'm living in right now is being distorted. And I'm living in, in the other world of Silent Hill. And I'm totally lost. And I'm meeting all these monsters. And I don't know what the fuck to do. So basically, he just me, he, he just, he just was a professional, professional, angry, rageous, bitter narcissist. And he was just unbearable.
flat out unbearable. The the kind of quote-unquote love he was showing me was only something that he would use for his best interest. And I noticed that happen again and again. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's so predictable. It gets to the point where, oh, yeah, so it's like, you know, the first time you grab a map, you don't know the spots and points and, like, destinations and whatnot. But then every time you leave it and you grab it again and you leave it and grab it again, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, so now I memorize the paths and I know the points here and the dots here and I know the keys and I know the destination, so it's pretty much okay, like, I'm, I'm getting used to it. So it's just like that. It, it's unfamiliar in the beginning, it gets terrifying in the beginning because you don't know what's going on, but then once you, like, like, you're on and off with this person, you do the same thing, go no contact, and what they do, what they do is basically the same thing. They hover you back, they idealize you once you do something wrong and uh, wrong to them, of course, and unacceptable to them and something that doesn't go their way, then all hell breaks loose and now you have to deal with the devaluation phase and see if you can handle the discard phase. And it's the same cycle that repeats itself. So it becomes very, very predictable. To the point where you're like memorizing all this stuff and now you remember it. What's going to happen next? Oh yeah, the discard phase. What's going to happen next? Oh yeah, the idealization phase. So it's like so freaking predictable. Right. And so... Continuing with this asshole, dickhead, ass-cunt, stupid motherfucking narcissist that I had to deal with, he, oh, I did not continue talking to him anymore after that, after the whole mindfuckery and the whole situation, it's just I couldn't take it anymore. I told him, the very, very last message I told him was, you know what, so-and-so, I don't like to talk to you anymore. I wish you the best in your life, and I wish you the best in what you're doing right now. Goodbye. That, those were the very, very last words I told him. Obviously, he saw them, because, like, seen is that. And immediately I blocked his ass on WhatsApp. <laughs> the very last app ow very last app ow god damn it i bit my cheek the very last app that i forgot to block him on and it felt so good and of course i did not unblock him from any other social medium that we had yay and also blocked his fucking number so ha <laughs> Awesome. And I guess it would be a lesson to us to learn from is that, oh, by the way, I 
I also like noticed that I improved really, really well when it comes to seeing the red signs and when it comes to trusting my fucking gut and when it comes to saving my ass from the hell that's about to break loose. And I want to say the same thing for you, my dear listener. Do not ignore those red signs that are shining in front of your eyes. Don't ignore them. Don't. Don't overlook them. Don't think that they're nothing but stupid things and you're gonna go ahead and like, uh, you know, allow the day to pass and then the next day is gonna be okay and it's perfect and it's back to normal. No. No. The thing with the narcissist is that they're so predictable. And the fact is that you can see the red signs when you are experienced enough. Remember that episode I talked about dating the nar- dating a narcissist? Was it? Uh, being in a relationship, uh, being in a romantic relationship with a narcissist, I think it was entitled. Anyway, go check that episode out. It's pretty much similar, you know, if you noticed. Um, because the main idea of this episode is to talk about the, briefly talk about uh, the abusive cycle, the narcissistic cycle of abuse. And I will, of course, pretty much dedicate, dedicate, uh, detailed, thorough episodes about the analytical perspective of the narcissistic, uh, abuse cycle. So, when you, if you ever listened to that episode before and this, you'll notice that it's pretty damn similar. And what you have to do is pretty damn similar. You just go no fucking contact and you forget about their asses. Because it drives them insane once you forget about their narcissistic supply and you decide to never give them supply anymore. And because they crave attention and they crave all that kind of confirmation, praise, drama even... It doesn't matter what you feel, how you choose, what you do, who you talk to, anything. Anything and everything doesn't matter at all to the narcissist as long as you're dedicating your life to their servitude. You don't want to be their slave, do ya? So, um, basically, basically... What I was trying to say earlier is, yeah, I improved quickly when it comes to knowing those red signs. And I noticed, like, from the few, like, two days already, the two days that have passed of him hovering me back and trying to win me back and trying to idealize and then devalue and then discard me I knew everything and everything was like a like a song sorry like a song that I memorized and it's okay and I know every single lyric so yeah booyah (laughs) um And that's pretty much it. You know, I advise you, my dear listener, to be cautious of those red signs. Don't ignore your gut. Don't deny what's going on. Just 
as soon as you detect those red signs, please, please, please make sure you leave as soon as possible. Like, the minute you have this last straw with this person, make sure you leave and you don't come back anymore. You go no contact and you go no contact. Like, you really, really go no contact with these people because, first of all, you gain your sanity and second of all, it drives them nuts. And then maybe they will hold on to you and try to pursue you for a while, but then they get bored and go look for someone else to bother. So, if you go no contact, make sure you block every single way for them to vent their anger and blame you and then fakely apologize and then fucking blame you for whatever reason and then apologize again and then blame you once more just just block their asses and just forget about them because they're really annoying barking dogs that are never gonna stop barking until you give them attention so for the sake of your health and sanity and stability ignore their asses and if you detect those red signs again don't overlook them trust yourself trust your gut and just move on with your life there's so much better to live for and there's so many people that are better than that you know there's always a better chance for you to find and a better partner to love and cherish and respect and trust and all that and of course have it mutually doesn't have to be it should never be one-sided because that wouldn't be a uh, true love okay so uh the the main concept of this episode i guess would be to to never feel guilty over going no contact and to never overlook or ignore those red signs when you see them because the longer you stay with these people the more you realize you'll the more you'll realize the american accent is so annoying sometimes so the longer you stay with these people, the more you will realize that they're gonna make you stuck. They're they're wanna they're gonna wanna keep you stuck forever in their servitude. And the more you dedicate your mental, financial, sexual, spiritual energy to them the more it feels like you're always giving, 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 and you're never getting anything in return because that's how narcissists function. So, and basically, you know, relationships with narcissists never work. You know, family, friendship, romantic relationship, boss, employee, colleague, it never fucking works. And we all know this. Like, it's so freaking common, you know? It's just that... um. There's really hope in those people who come out and talk about their stories and share their pain and 
like to let other people know that they're not alone. And it's important to have something as limited and free as a freaking podcast where you can actually talk this shit out and you feel a hundred times better already. And of course, I mean, this is just for educational purposes. I don't mean to, like, make you feel like... I hate the fucking phrase. I don't want you to feel drained by what I have to tell you. This is just me sharing facts and stories of what happened with me a few times in a few ep- in a in some episodes but I always want to make sure that the episode ends on a good note on a positive note as like either uh, a hopeful note or some sort of a piece of advice that uh you know like life teaches you a lot a lot a lot of lessons sometimes they come your way the easy way and sometimes you have to learn them the hard way but the most important thing is that you get to learn whether it be the easy or the hard way you at least learn something that this life gives you as less and by God's will I hope that everything goes well for you and you're strong and you're smart and you're capable of detecting those spiteful, uh, subtle ways that the narcissist makes you feel disgusted with yourself and um, just demeans you and devalues you. Just make sure you detect them really, really, really fast and efficiently so that you can quit. Uh, the sooner, of course, the better. And you quit in two days. <laughs> Break your own record. <laughs> and leave sooner than later. Okay? Alright, so I will leave you right now because it's actually uh, it's a long ass episode and i don't want to talk any further don't be shy when it comes to supporting this podcast if you want to see it succeed and if you want to see it shine and and just be successful and help it grow it'll mean the world if you want a shout out i'll give you a shout out if you want to be anonymous i'll make sure you will stay anonymous This is going to work for the benefit of everyone. This podcast aims at sharing stories and advice and what's going on with narcissistic abuse. And aims at teaching, I don't know, maybe, maybe sharing with people stuff and just entertain them in a, in an educational way. So, I hope you got the best out of this episode and maybe had a few laughs here and there. Um, and I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Uh, Alright, that's it. So, folks, that's a wrap for this episode. And as you can guess, this is my goodbye speech. <laughs> 
just kidding. I hope you found this episode enlightening to some degree. You can always like, comment, favorite, share, and even subscribe to this podcast here on Anchor FM or any other platform where, where you'll find my podcast available. Like Podbean, Stitcher, Spreaker, Acast, Radio Public, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and recently... I've added my podcast in TuneIn as well as Red Circle. That's where you'll find my podcast also available. I'd also appreciate your support for a very small monthly fee. If you have any topic suggestions, questions, some feedback you'd like to share, don't hesitate to send me a brief voice message and I'll take care of that. So to conclude, this was Self Evolution Regardless. I'm your host, Maram, and I will see you in the next episode.